Okay, y'all, it's the day after Valentine's Day here in the recording studio. Ash and I are fresh off of our Valentine's date out. Stay overnight date out at a hotel. Mm -hmm. Romantic Mm -hmm. night of love and RV shopping. It was great. There was a moment when we got to our hotel and we accidentally booked a queen bed and we were like, I feel like this is a downgrade from our home. (laughs) The only thing they had, okay, obviously um, Valentine's night at hotels are a big deal. Right, right, right. So that was all they had left or else I would have gotten a king. Okay. Hey everyone, you're listening to Taking Sides with the Dashleys, a show where couples send their funniest arguments or most divisive daily disagreements to us. The Dashleys. Everybody wants advice on their relationship issues, but it can be kind of risky to talk about them with your family and friends sometimes. Taking Sides is a new podcast where you can anonymously solicit feedback on your relationship issues directly from us, Dallin and Ashley, as well as from special guests from time to time. We'll give you our unqualified advice and our thoughts with the hope that it is somewhat insightful maybe helpful and definitely entertaining so please send in your submissions to taking sides with the dashleys at gmail.com and you will be in one of our next podcasts cool let's go let's go all right let's clear the air a little bit Dallin. in no way angel was i saying that it was your fault that we had two queen beds in no way I would have gotten a king bed oh, if I, there were some left. It was just, we were just like, should we have even come here? We could have just gone home and our kids would already be asleep. Did you not have fun? Oh, I did. No, I did. I thought it was more relaxing because... It is chill. Like, we had the whole morning to ourselves too. Although we got there at 10 at night, we just like... The possibilities of work facing us or or kids waking up and crying just wasn't even there because we had a babysitter. So it was just really relaxing. I just always go back to when we were first married and hotel rooms were always just like so much night. Like we just stayed at a Hyatt house. We weren't staying at like the Ritz Carlton or anything like just normal hotel rooms were always so much nicer than our own actual home. Uh Like our when we lived in the student housing or when we lived in our first apartments. So it was always really like, so exciting oh this bed is so soft <laughs> yeah like yeah. Oh, i bet this one costs more than 30 dollars on ksl uh-huh. um and now it's just it's kind of like wow like look how far we've come this is so cool that we can go to a hotel room and be like actually i think my house is nicer yeah that just was like, a shift for us what is it like it's like a weird deja vu moment where i kind of like remember how i used to feel and then how we are just it's like cool it's a cool feeling yeah that was fun high five high five Okay. Um, also, I guess, subtle shout out to our purple mattress. <laughs> subtle shout out. We freaking love purple mattress. We mattresses. freaking love you. All right. Should we dive into some questions? I This one called out to me right away. Uh, the title is called Creepy Uncle Bobby. <laughs> Anybody got a creepy uncle out there? Okay. Let's see. Uh, let's see. I don't know if she wants me to say her name or not. My friend has it an uncle. It doesn't say. I won't say what his name is. We'll just make up a name. Let's say her. she has an uncle named... Stew, okay, Henry, okay, and she every like she was my roommate grow, in college, and she would every once in a while after we would eat a big meal, she would be like, "Oh, are you, do you need to go, Uncle Stew?" And I was like, "What do you mean, Uncle Stew?" And she said she has this uncle who she kind of only sees at family like Thanksgiving and Christmas, uh-huh. and he always eats so so much at those parties that he has to leave the house and go and lay on the lawn where it's like <laughs> cool. 
<laughs> and, and digest. And there's less people, so the air is nicer. And he like every holiday without fail after dinner, he goes out and lays on the lawn and like takes off his shirt. Like Andy Dwyer. <laughs> yeah. And just like digest for three hours. That's my friend's uncle. He is living at peak mm-hmm. like happiness levels eating more than you can handle taking off your clothes and laying in the grass and digesting for three hours i can think of nothing that would make he's living his life the title creepy uncle bobby reminded me of that so now whenever i gorge on food and just need a moment i call it uncle stewing i'm gonna go uncle stew (laughs) yeah be back in an hour ash i'm gonna go take my shirt off and (laughs) lay in the grass All right. This is, okay. She says, hi guys. I love listening to your podcast and watching your vlogs. Well, thank you. Here's the issue. My husband has an uncle who I don't know a nicer way to say it is a total creep. (laughs) Everything about him makes me uncomfortable. While he's never done anything physically, there have been other comments and things that have made me uncomfortable, like asking me to fix his phone. And when I turned the phone on, it had some X-rated material on the main screen. Oh, gross. I've always been a good judge of people and try to trust my gut. Um, my, anybody, you perv. Yeah. It's just like the fact that he doesn't even try to hide that he's addicted to porn is just really kind of weird. My husband and I agreed that we didn't want Bobby around our daughter who just turned nine because we feel somebody that makes me so uncomfortable has no business being around my child. Uh, Good call. I'd say, you know, I think that's a great choice since making our decision. It's understandably, it understandably has caused some issues with his family. His grandma has basically cut us out of her life. And his mom doesn't understand why we can't just put up with him for a few hours at a time. Well, that's not their decision. Probably because of the porn. You know, just, you know, the porn on his phone that he doesn't care about. Like, it seems like he's getting a rise out of like showing people. He's like a flasher who just flashes on his phone instead of like his own body. Uh huh. To me, I feel that doing what I think is best for my child outweighs hurting their feelings about the issue. I just wouldn't. I mean, if everyone knows he's kind of a creep, I would just be the brave one in the room and be like, I'm sorry. He's just a creep. And I don't like, I just don't want, I don't feel comfortable. Not like I don't see my kids all the time when I'm in this home, like they're running all around and I just don't feel comfortable with him around me, least of all my children. Uh huh. We're missing a lot of context. We only know one thing about him. Uh, that he has porn on the background of his phone. But well, with, that's e- uh, that's a really, vibes. really weird, weird, creepy thing to do. Like, I have family members who I wouldn't feel comfortable leaving my kids with. Yeah, and that's and fine. And like, and I think, I don't like, I haven't said it you to them. You can still respect, like, just, you don't have to be rude or anything to him, but you just have boundaries, lines that you draw, which are totally fine because they're your kids. They're not anybody else's. Just because they're your family doesn't mean that they can't be a creep. Yeah. To me, I f- okay, uh, f- uh, do you think I'm being overly sensitive and should deal with it or should we continue to stand our ground? Thank um, you. Love you guys. Um, so, gosh, I mean, I think that there's a respectful way that you can stand your ground, which I, I'm sure I that you're, you're already doing. doing. I mean, like you could yell at him and call him a perv or you could or just... Or you could just be like, <laughs> I mean, you don't have to straight out say, uh, I think you're a creepo, like right to his face. But if, if he's not, I don't know, it, you can know your family best, but there's Dallin's nothing really wrong. Nice. Dallin's being really there's nice. There's nothing wrong with like, if you'd have weird vibes, like it's... I mean, Ashley was a teacher. She has heard horror stories of kids and their uncles or weird dads. I would dads. just trust your vibes because like I've had vibes of neighbors before where I just didn't feel comfortable around them when I was a young girl. 10 years later, things come out and you and you just kind of know, oh, that was why I had a vibe. So I would just trust your vibes. If creepy Uncle Bobby is giving you the vibe that you shouldn't leave 
you know, like have your daughter around him, that might not be just a vibe. It might be, you know, like an impression or what, it, whatever you believe in. Like, I would say that might be like a spiritual, like prompting to like be more protective of your daughter around him because he might not be someone to be trusted. Yeah. It's really, really sad thing. And uh, you're the mom who gets all the vibes for your kids. So run with them and like, just still show like, like decent respect, obviously, but like, don't be afraid to stand your ground. If you got a creepy uncle who you don't feel comfortable with your sweet little baby girl around, nothing wrong with that. Okay. We've belabored the point. Mm -hmm. All right. Next question. Stay tuned for more Taking Sides, the marriage podcast. This one's called King Bed. All right. From Michelle. We do not have children, but a 50-pound lab that is our baby. Okay. Two full-sized adults and a large dog in a queen bed. This sounds like a story of Dallin, Ashley, and Luna. (laughs) Except for Luna's only 20 pounds. 20 precious pounds. I don't want to say this out loud, but I'm gonna going to. Luna has some gas issues sometimes that make her seem like Luna, she. Luna, close your eyes. She's not talking about you. the size of a twenty pound. You wouldn't think the issues and the smells that she. Here's creates. my issue: the king's bed isn't big enough because I get two feet of it. Ashley gets three feet of it. Luna gets the other half of the whole bed. Luna does not. Yeah, she does. She sleeps at the very foot of the bed by my feet. <sighs> well, but you still don't like take what? any of no. that space. <laughs> we just need to start in the middle of the bed because we snuggle. And this is like, your issue. I start on my side of the bed, but then you roll over to oh, me, which no, I love. No, no, your issue. You lay down. I lay down. You reach out your arm. <laughs> And beckon me to you, and I come, and then fall asleep, and then you get. And then I'm stuck, and it's my own miffed fault, that you have no space. <laughs> don't pull me towards you if you don't want me by you, Dallin. I'll just set up a camera in our and room. And is it on Luna? See what happens if you pull me towards you, and there's six feet of bed where I usually then lay. I blame Luna. Is it on her that well, she am I chooses to blame that myself? Spot? It's always the dog's fault whenever possible. You okay, we never, we'd only read like I the first this. sentence Sometimes of Sometimes if, if you're like crowding me out, I just go over you and then <laughs> sleep on the other whole side of the bed. Yeah. I switch sides. <laughs> okay. And you could do that. I'll try that. Swap. All right. She says, um, no one but the dog had any space at night. <laughs> so my husband upgraded us to a king bed. Okay. Nice. He is now belly aching. <laughs> belly aching about how he has the same amount of space as with the old bed. What you didn't know is how much your dog (laughs) wanted to stretch out. The dog was the winner here, it sounds like. I keep telling him the old bed is now in a spare room and he can go and sleep in there and the dog and I will be happy in the big bed. I am, of course, only joking. Neither of us sleeps well if the other isn't in bed, which is why he has no extra space. Ha ha ha. I was just wondering if you guys have ever had this fight and who wins. We well, love your videos, and I just started listening to your podcast instead of music while I walk. Go Buckeyes from the Baileys. Okay, Bailey. Family. Go Buckeyes. Here's some things. She's from like, Ohio. Even if we did kick Luna off, which sometimes we do during her fartiest of nights, <laughs> Angel. she always finds a way back on the bed. So I think, uh, I mean, what would you say, Ash? Who usually wins this fight for well, us? I feel like it's a fight. Like Dash doesn't sleep on our bed. It's just Luna. Dash sleeps in his kennel. Yeah. Uh, if Dash we were smarter, we would have kennel trained Luna from the get go, but we didn't. Essentially, like the dog that we parented properly, and he acts like a dog, and he ex- he's fine being he alone. He loves his kennel. He runs he there on his own at night because it's his special spot. Right. He can be left. Luna, like, we, like he doesn't. I don't. 
need to like leave the door to the bathroom open because he like he can stand separate levels of separation. Luna can't. Luna, we left her alone in the entire house when we would leave. And from what I've read now, that causes mass amounts of anxiety because dogs feel like they need to own the whole space. Right. But if you give them their own tiny little space or not tiny, but just appropriate amount of space rather than the whole apartment when you leave, then they just know that this is their little space. This is their own little kingdom. They don't got to worry about the whole rest of the house. Get all super anxious about it. Guarding the whole thing, barking out the window, barking at the door, waiting for you, like super protective of anybody that comes in the house. Like um, you give them their own space and teach them, you know? Right. We just did things a lot better with Dash and he's a much more calm and centered creature. And Luna just isn't. So <laughs> to say the least, although when she gets really furry, she does sleep in the bathroom. So her love of snuggling is very dependent on temperature her temperature dependent. level. Right. So, uh, yeah, Luna, I mean, so the husband's always the loser. Well, the husband, if he this doesn't... This is the and, running joke no, on, no. like, the dad Instagram page and all that. Like, it's it's the classic, the dad only gets, like, a foot of space on the bed. The wife gets a little bit more. The dog gets so much space. So know it's that you're not alone. because we snuggle. I know. So here's our tactic moving forward. We start snuggling right in the middle of the bed. <laughs> I am always in the same spot. It's just pillows. I don't know you what your pillows. issues are. So the pillows just kind of lay the groundwork for where you lay down. We need one huge pillow across the whole top of the bed. Would, pill, would, would purple get on that, please? Like a king-size giant pillow the length of the whole bed? No, rather I, than two separate pillows. I want my own pillow. Oh. I don't want to share pillows. We could get a giant body pillow then. Okay, well, never mind. She well, last, doesn't like that idea. Last time but we, we got to have... So we'll hit three pillows. I'm just so confused. I'm saying you go where... You lay your head How where the pillow is at. How is this going to give you at. more space, having more pillows? Because we got to put a pillow in the middle so that we lay our head on the pillow in the middle and we're both snuggling. And then you'll have your other pillow off to the side. No, you can move your pillow. That's what I'm saying we're going to do. Just you don't need another pillow. Anyways, you guys, are you still there? <laughs> we're just talking to each other over here about strategies for giving each other enough space in the bed. Because I do find myself um, stressing that I'm going to fall off the bed at night. Because you make me snuggle on your side. Sorry, it's such a task for you. I am not the one complaining. (laughs) Okay, I love snuggling with you more than I love space on my bed. But maybe we can find a middle ground, work that out somehow. And we'll tell you guys if we ever figure this out. You can just wake me up and ask me to scoot over. I do that sometimes. Do you remember me doing that or do you do it in your sleep? Because I hope you do it in your sleep because I don't want to wake you up. I would like to put out there that ye who demands the snuggle is asking a lot if you're also demanding that I then move over later. You don't like snuggling with me? I do. I just don't love it when you're like, you're crowding me two hours later. Look, I want to snuggle with you in the middle of the bed because I, uh, it's just hard when my, I can't totally relax because I fear rolling over and rolling off the bed. When we have a whole king size bed where there's a whole twin sized amount of space over there not being used by either of us. Then just come on over. See, that's what I'm going to do. I might try your swap spots movement tonight if it happens. Careful. You might wake up. Luna likes to snuggle in the morning. so <laughs> she, she comes up to me thinking it's you. <laughs> Grumbles. That's what she does. We just need to get a microphone on Luna and that'll be the whole vlog one day. Yeah. The noises Luna makes in 24 hours. Luna's always especially sweet after we, we were gone last night on our hotel date and she won't leave my side today they wouldn't even go fetch with me 
They would just wait outside the door and want to go back in and be Our with dogs Ashley. Love Dallin so little they won't even go for walks. Dash with him. respects me. Luna doesn't even respect me. She's like a cat, but Dash respects me. Luna just knows that her way they is go to probably you. the best way. They go to you. <laughs> yeah, she does. They go to you for infinite love and affection. They they come to me for when nothing. They want direction, and, <laughs> which is never. They never want <laughs> and that. playing fetch and stuff. Dash looks to me for direction. He looks to you for snuggling and petting him. Just he like, does. Just like you. What? Who it's do, pretty much the roles I fulfill for you as well. I look to you for snuggling and, and heavy petting. And then I look elsewhere for direction. <laughs> I don't need direction from you. Just kidding. I look to you for direction in pretty much everything. Thanks. Well, next question. I don't... Michelle, I don't know if we really answered this. I just would say that you need to just... It's a very common fight. You got to figure this out amongst yourselves, children. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's very common and dogs will, will say, take up as much space as they... I would say oh, get a dog bed. Uh, kennel train your dog because having their own space no, is just no, a beautiful there's thing. There's beautiful things about... Have, okay, I well, love that's it. just personality because you know I love when the dogs are in their kennel and not in our bed. Well, but you love dogs in your bed, so that's just a I thing. I don't love them. I, there was only one dog allowed on our bed, and she's not in our bed. She's on the foot of our bed. You just... <laughs> am I making you sound too crazy of a yes. dog person? I'm sorry. I'm not trying to I was going to gonna say, though, Purple Mattress gave us these dog beds that are made out of the same material the as purple, our mattress. The purple, the grid. Oh, Luna lays on it and every Luna night now. has never loved dog beds, but she lays on this one. So after she gets her snuggling with Ashley and Ashley like, finally pushes her away, she goes and gets on her purple bed. I don't bed, push bed her now. away. I say lovingly courts her off of the section that we are sleeping on. I I just feel like we're going to start fighting. So we should do the next question. Okay. All right. Uh, good luck. Anyways, Michelle, see ya. <laughs> next question. This is from Anonymous. Hello, Dashleys. First, I would like to say you guys are amazing. Bring joy to so many people. And I truly appreciate the raw the rawness and realness that you guys share about not having the fairy tale marriage that people always portray when it comes to what they see on social media. I would say that we do have the fairy tale marriage, Ash. It's because we're working hard at it and we love each other. And that's the real marriage. That's the real marriage. <laughs> yeah, but it's not the fairy tale marriage. Well, fairy tale marriage isn't real. Anyways, here we go. So my husband and I have been married for seven years. We've been together longer than that. I'm going to cut to the shortest version I can. My spouse plays video games a lot, day in and day out when he comes home from working out of town. We'll fall asleep in front of the TV 90% of the time. I do take care of the finances, shopping, appointments, cooking, taking care of our child, etc. Communication is something that doesn't come easily, even though I've wanted to work on it. I'm waiting to order the seven principles of making marriage work. My husband will get mad at me randomly and will be short and give me the cold shoulder and I will have no idea why I'm even being given the silent treatment. I know what my love languages are, but my husband doesn't believe in it. So I guess I'm just looking for insight more than an answer to a question. I realistically would love to get my husband to read a marriage book with me, but I don't see it happening. Any suggestions or insights? Hmm. That's read, rough. I would read five love languages. They give a lot of examples on how to kind of break through some barriers and how to kind of be the leader of that situation when maybe your spouse is not super into it. It sounds like he might be, I don't either. He's just not from that. All, from all the context you've given us. I mean, one would infer 
pretty not so good things about your husband's participation in around the house and the marriage and the family in general. And you could assume that like he's... I'm just picturing the South Park kids sitting there in their basement like, Mom, hot pockets. I mean, like like doing nothing. I can sit here and assume that he's just a deadbeat loser or you can assume maybe he's not feeling like maybe he's not feeling love from you. And that's that the five love languages book talks about if someone's not feeling loved and maybe you're trying to show love in all the ways, except the one that really hits home for him, they kind of retreat and it's hard to feel rejected all the time, rejected in that they're not feeling loved by you. Um, it basically talks about, it's not fair, like at first, but you take the first step in showing them that you really love them and you want to be a better partner. And if they ask what's going on, just saying, I'm really trying to be a better partner for you. And I want to show my love to you in a way that, that, that you, you receive it or that you feel loved, you know, and I'm really, really, really trying to be a better partner for you, honestly. Mm-hmm. And like, and it talks about how speaking to them in their love language, um, for like, give it a month or something. If they're like a good person and <laughs> oh man, the dogs are farting so much oh over here. God. <sighs> we made a rice bin Gosh, and it Dash, stinks. when we weren't looking ate much of the rice bin uh, and when you eat raw rice and you're an animal probably any creature on this earth it does terrible things to your digestive tract yeah anyway okay where were we so it's basically the law of reciprocation if they're not like a just a deadbeat you know they're gonna and they care about the relationship and the family they start to feel... Uh, they're starting to feel like, gosh, I, I'm feeling so loved and appreciated. Like, I want to give back to this person. That's human nature, you know? Uh-huh. And so, like, like y- you taking the first step and just making sure and speaking his love language, you know that he, that, that he's feeling loved a lot by you and really appreciated and cared for. Like, there's always something that you can validate, validating somebody's feelings, appreciating them. But your needs are also very real. And, like, but for a while, just for a little bit, not forever, like... Um, just take the lead in making him feel super loved and appreciated and cared for. And hopefully like around 30 days, within 30 days, he starts to like step it up a little bit and ask like what he can do for you around the house. And you guys can start to have conversations about your feelings and you can start saying things like, I feel sad or alone or abandoned or afraid or, or scared, you know, when, um, I are overwhelmed when I'm doing all this and I, I know that you're working very hard. And I'm so grateful for that. Thank you for all that you're doing for us monetarily. But when you're home, I could use some, I would really appreciate some support here. And, or like you said, like something like it would that. make me feel so loved if you would read this book with me. Yeah. And like, um, and after he's feeling like loved and validated and appreciated by you, then, um, gosh, I just feel myself getting like like mad inside like we have very little context on and like obviously he's a good person and and but i just feel like from the very little context that you gave me i just you're doing literally everything and it sounds like he does absolutely nothing besides work which is huge but like around the house there's definitely more that needs to be done i just i feel bad for you i feel really bad so like if you do that like tr- learn his love language and speak it and nothing happens like please at least meet with a therapist yourself and talk it over with like a professional and get some more personalized advice and get someone and in your corner to, get, to, to really help you make friends, good decisions, meet with your friends, meet with your family, make sure you're taking care of yourself, get some solid self love in because from the little context you gave us in your email, it sounds, uh, it's just, I'm just trying to be respectful and not say rude things. It just sounds That's, like I'm just struggling right now. 
It sounds like you're in a rough spot. I think Dallin's just feeling really protective towards you. He just wants, like, we wish we could be there to just, like, take you out to ice cream and, and talk with you one-on-one and, and really give you some Because you sound like advice. you're so overwhelmed right now. Gosh. You're doing literally everything. And so, it sounds like, besides work, which is great, like, he's doing nothing around the house. And I just feel so bad for you. Just so, so we have, please, like, so much compassion towards yeah. you. And we think you're you're rocking it. And we think you're an amazing person. And... And please reach out to us if you if you need anything. We'd love to be a listening ear to you. Okay. Let's do one more question, Ash. Online dating. Okay. <laughs> hey, we're putting... We just did a podcast with a dating expert. And that's going to be on Big Little Life. So um, when that's posted, you guys will have to go over and check it out. It's going to be really, really good. Okay. Good morning, Dallin and Ashley. My name is Kirsten. I am only 20 about to be 21. So I don't have a lot of dating experience, but right now I'm just testing the waters with dating apps. I have so many people who judge me and think it isn't the greatest way to get to know each other. I am at the age of, it is hard to find someone who's actually wanting something long-term. My family thinks I should just go live my life, not worry about it and love will find me. But I think I need to find it if I want it. I want to know what you guys think I should do about my dating life. If I should just put it on pause or if I need to stay out there and maybe one day I'll find the love that I am wanting. I love listening to your podcast. It's a great way to start my mornings off right from Kirsten. Kirsten, all I have to say is we were wedding... Good on you, girl. Yeah, we were wedding videographers and we were shocked. Like we were kind of like your family when my cousins who are younger than me, I was kind of before, like, I guess when I, right be when I got married was kind of when like Tinder and some of these dating apps were getting really big. I was kind of before it where if you were on like a dating website, it was kind of lame like it just wasn't as widespread as it is now. And it we had so many couples when we were filming weddings who met on dating apps. And I think there's a lot of weirdos on dating apps. It's how dating is done more often than not these days. Yep. And it's hard because it's like, I mean, Hold on, like let Tinder. me finish my sentence okay. because I, I, I cut me off on, I think Sorry. there's a lot of weirdos on dating apps. <laughs> okay. I think there's a lot of weirdos, but I also think there's a lot of really quality people who are really looking for a relationship and a connection. Yeah, so somehow you got to weed through them and stuff. Yeah. It's hard because like in Tinder, for example, the only thing you're going off of is looks. I mm-hmm. mean, I guess there's a bio section too. Yeah, there But is. like, um, I guess that's pretty much what everybody notices about somebody right off the bat, that they're good looking. The dating but, like, expert we talked to said when you're filling out your profiles, don't fill it out trying to be cool or trying to be kind of like mysterious. Fill it out and be super real and, and put some time and thought into it and maybe... And make it longer than, you know, like the cool one-liner. Like make it a real thing. So if someone who's really looking for a connection sees your profile, they'll know that you're also really looking for a connection and you put time and thought into this and you took, you know, like pictures that really show off your personality and who you are and wrote a bio that really gives some good descriptors of, of what you love and what you don't love and what you want out of life. And then when they see it, they'll know just from looking at your profile, not just looking at your face that that you're someone who who is ready for a commitment. And then from there, just balance like vulnerability with like taking care of yourself, you know, and just go have fun, like meet cool people, kind of feel them out in the DMs first, like go meet cool people, have fun dates. Be safe. Don't be safe. be safe, of course. Don't feel like you have to commit like after the first date or whatever. You're still only 20, you know, so don't feel stressed about it. Don't feel pressure to get married. But if you feel like you're really supposed to get married this time of your life, like go hunting, girl. Nothing wrong with that at all. He also but said know that you are young and don't feel like pressure to get married yeah. so fast. He also said, um, don't be afraid to make if you're not like 
a person who makes the first move, make sure that you're brave enough to make the second move. If someone asks you out on a date and you had fun, don't wait for them to ask you out again. Just say to yourself, you know what? Like I had fun with him and, and I think he had fun with me. I'm, I'm going to ice cream today. Like I'm going to ask if he wants to come or I'd love to hang out on Thursday. I'm going to ask if he wants to come. Like there's nothing weird about that. Like I'm going to be in your neighborhood or I'm going up this side of campus or I am going to be over near close to where you live like on thursday let him know that you're into him don't don't play the waiting game like life is too short to keep playing the game you know just john mayer in concert one time in the middle he's just like just text him say and say to them i'm coming over (laughs) you know (laughs) just say it and go and just like life is too short to keep playing the game that's his message yeah so if you're doing this just just have fun and put yourself out there in ways that maybe you would be too shy to and be bold and let them know if you like them or if you had a good time or if you thought they were cute. Yeah. And follow your heart and your gut. And, uh, if you get weird vibes from people, just leave. feel it out a little bit. <laughs> oh, leave. and one more thing that he talked about, like know the difference between, Oh, know your deal breakers versus just your red flags, you know? And so deal breakers are like, you want to have kids, but he doesn't want to have kids. It, there's no real compromise there. Either right. you commit to that or not. But a red flag might where be that might he's be, um, really talkative or he is, I don't know. Like, like he has d- had some bad relationships in the past or something. Like some people, it's, it's, it's totally like some people might think that is bad. Some other people might think that's good. Or like, like Peter Weber. Or like loud or just like weird little quirks. Yeah, that red flags are not, they're are different than deal breakers and know that. And red flags just mean something that you want to ask more questions about. Not in a judgmental way or like a, like I'm really coming to a conclusion in my head, but I'm just going to ask questions to make sure it's right. But just in a curious conversational fun way, like, oh, what? Tell me more about that. Like you haven't brushed your teeth in a week. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Something like that. You know, like, oh, you're like, oh, really? You must not know much about oral hygiene. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It just came out of nowhere. But just know the de- know your uh, deal breakers. Someone asked that to you. Once. Write them down. And then don't waste time with people who, uh, you know, check any of those deal breaker boxes. But red flags, don't like be totally turned off by them. Just ask more questions about them. Maybe the questions lead to like, yeah, that's a deal breaker. Pretty weird for me. But don't let or them they might steer lead to you more away. Context. Yeah, because because there's uh, just seek context with intention. So long story short, I think like date however you want to date. Don't don't just date the way your grandma dated. Like do whatever you want. It's a different world. Everyone's I that's all more often than not. This is how people are dating. My cousins these days. are always doing this. Like, yeah. This is just the way that people are dating now. Uh You didn't grab your corded 30 foot phone, go out on the porch and (laughs) call your friend with the cord, like a corded phone, the cord, like under the, under the door, you know, like when my brother was like talking to his girlfriend, he grabbed the cord, he grabbed the phone and the cord is like through the hallway out under the door jam, like, and he's out on the front steps. Good old nineties there back when we memorized numbers i used to have so many numbers i still have my home number memorized i do too yeah but i used to have all my friends numbers memorized i still have my friends number memorized too well only one i it took me i had to write a song about your number before i memorized it (laughs) and it's a good one what is it again your number is oh i know i can't sing it though sorry darn it it. has to do with bunnies though (laughs) 
yeah okay um hopefully that was some okay dating advice kirsten go get them girl don't feel like you like your family's not in charge of your life but take their advice decide what you think about it decide what you want to do of it oh good one dad like family can give good advice but it's not like the law you decide you take it decide what you think about it decide to take it or leave it this is what I've learned. Because it's your life. Most of the time, family is giving you advice that the advice that was the best advice for them, that that was the was the best advice for their life and their situation and their personality. It was something that worked for them and their dreams. They are one of six billion, seven billion so people like, on the earth. It's great advice, but if it's not great advice for you, that's it's just not great advice for you. You can you do not. It's not disrespectful to not take or not follow somebody's advice. You can thank them for caring enough to give advice. Thank you so much. I'm going to think about that and decide what I want to do because of it. Like that's totally validating. Like, man, thank you so much for sharing that with me. I'm definitely going to think about that. And you don't have to say, I'm going to do that. You don't have to do it. Just thank him for it. And that's all it is. Like even the prophet of the church that we belong to, he, uh, the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, he would tell mission presidents, don't listen to the past mission president. They're leaders of like mission areas around the whole world. And he would tell new mission presidents, he's like, the, the past mission presidents will, will give you so much advice in your, in your meeting where you go meet them and they hand off the mission to you, quote unquote, and they'll give you so much advice, tell you about all the different areas, what they think about them, the missionaries, don't listen to any of it. We'll take it with a grain of salt. But what the most, most important is for you to pray and ask the Lord what this area needs now from you, not what the Lord needed from the past mission president, you know, in the past three years. So like, I think that applies to everything. Take people's advice with a grain of salt, decide what you think about it, pray about it and go with what feels best for you in your life because that's completely different. Amen. Cool. Okay. Ash, you're the bomb. Thanks. Goodbye guys. the best hotel dates. Do I? You do. Was it good? Yeah. Dallin took me to an RV party. What do you, an RV show? An RV show. It's Trade the show? it's the premier tri- RV show in Utah once a year. Mm-hmm. And we just went through RVs together, hung out with the Jurgies, went to Costa Vida, and then we used our free night because we we're Hyatt credit card members. We used <laughs> our free night at the Hyatt in Salt Lake. That was really fun. Okay. Mm-hmm. We love you guys. Go get them. Life's too short to keep playing the game. Love yourself. Have a good day.